That was literally verbal diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV, get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far on Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, in Nestlemania, alongside for the ride is JC. Well, technically, he's not alongside for the ride. It's via phone. Uh, because of the storm, JC is in his palatial uh, state, gracing us with his voice. Yes, I am in my mansion, uh, a.k.a. apartment. But uh, I am ready to go, uh, I guess, after watching this week. I don't know how ready to go I am, though. It's going to be a tough one. It, I, I, I will say this much. There's not a lot to look forward to in the shine, in my opinion. But let's get right into it. I'm going to hit that shine button. You'll always be in my shine. Mwah. Well, Mandy started us off. JC, what did you like this week? Well, she's always in the shine, as we know. And she had an appearance on SmackDown, but I, I don't think we're going to start there. Um, honestly, this week, you know what? Fuck it. Sasha and Bailey ripping the locker room. I didn't like a lot this week, but I did enjoy that promo. And it led to something that actually, like, super surprised me. And that was Lacey Evans coming out when they finally got to her and called her out. And did she turn babyface with that woman's right to Sasha? I, I, I guess. I don't really know. It seemed like it was a babyface turn. It seemed like the crowd didn't know what to do. What did you think of it? I actually, so the momentum she's had and obviously with her backstory and everything, a babyface turn made a lot of sense for her down the road. It just kind of threw me off that they're doing it so soon because she's just had so much momentum as a heel. She's been one of the best parts of the show in terms of entertainment when she's involved in things. But obviously with the Saudi Arabia match and like, obviously now people are really starting to know her background as a Marine and all the good she does in the community that a babyface turn made sense. So I guess they're going with it now, which they need challengers for Bailey, so I think this just puts another one there. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. Well, I'm not going to exaggerate too much about it, but it was funny because I think, she, if I remember correctly, because it happened on Friday, she punched Sasha and Bailey just stood there, right? Is that what I remember? Yeah. Okay. That was yeah. a little odd for me because I just didn't understand like why Bailey wouldn't have helped her friend or something. I know they're probably planting seeds for something else, but it just looked odd to me, and it, I appreciated that Sasha had to be the foil, but I mean, she took the, the woman's right just fine, but it just seemed kind of odd as if they they didn't know what to do. Like you said, it just seemed like there was so much. They probably were like scrambling to find out who could be the next challenger. And they're like, yeah, they'll buy this. And I don't even think she might even be next up. I'm assuming she'll have a program with Sasha first, but who knows? They could fast forward it. But I mean, obviously we got some other people that came back too, but I don't know. There's a lot of uncertainty, I think, especially in both women's divisions. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot uh, that I'm looking at my list here. There's a lot that I really want to fire up in the heat about, but there's not a lot of babyface heat, uh, babyface shine, rather, that I'm looking here. Well, let's just, uh, I mean, we got to talk about, uh, for our boy Ben, fella, there was a vignette for Sheamus. He's officially coming back, and it sounds like he's going to the blue brand. I'm sure Ben was so excited. He tweeted right at us afterwards. He's like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Our boy Ben is a <laughs> not a closet Sheamus fan. He is, I mean, he is as Sheamus fan as it gets. I mean, there's no other bigger Seamus fan than Ben Lockhart. Follow him on Twitter. I think it's, is it B Lockhart? At Lockhart BP, I believe. Okay. Thank, thank God you know the fucking the handles. That's fine. But hey, yeah, that's I, kind of my job. It is your job. No, I got excited because like, I don't really care for Seamus, but I know that my friends love him. So it's more of a, like I popped for my friends because I knew they must be excited. All right. Well, you know what I want to do next? Even though I can't hear it, I want to dance. All right, I'm going to hit the button in three, two, one, wiggle. You can't see it, but I'm dancing. So before we get into the detective part, I just want to tell everybody, the reason I'm hitting the buttons is I'm in my apartment. Josh is, who the fuck is Josh? JC's in his, his apartment. He can't hear the buttons based on everything that we're doing here. This is a DIY setup, so we don't have a lot of money here on the knocker, but we try to give you everything we can. So with Buy that, the shirts. Yes, exactly. Buy the shirts. <laughs> <laughs> On this note, here we go. So, 
there's a lot to get through, and I'm, I'm trying to fire through this, and this is where Josh is going to lay out for a moment and just take out while uh, I, I go through this. So anyway, there's multiple segments here uh, for the Firefly Fun House, and uh, there's so much to get to, but I'm just going to fly right through it. I mean, the, the first Firefly segment basically was talking about how Bray didn't have any friends. And this is the one that I thought was very interesting to me because I thought it could be a weakness. I thought it could be something that was fun uh, to use against him someday that, you know, there's a bunch of people that could have a problem against Bray. Maybe that's what overpowers Bray. He is a monster or the Fiend is the monster. But there's something about why would they say he has no friends, he has no family. It's interesting to me. And then, of course, they cut away to the Fiend holding his new championship, which I'm sure JC will have all sorts of stuff to talk about on that one. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off on that. And then we get to, will he get his wish? Will Daniel Bryan play with us? All that stuff that they wanted. And here's this the interesting part. And I'm going to lump all this together, and I'm sure JC will have some questions as we get to it. But there's a, there's a particular portion I'm lumping together with The Miz and Daniel Bryan in a backstage segment. Now, JC, did you happen to look at the shirts in the background of that segment? I did not. Did you notice, maybe you did not, that there were some old Bray Wyatt like pink, pink flamingo, uh, Bray Wyatt uh, cult leader shirts hanging up in the background. Oh. Yes, there were. So there's definitely something there. I, I did appreciate. Did you like the fact that the Miz was talking about how important Daniel Bryan was, or is that a little bit uh, different? Because I know you're not a Daniel Bryan fan. I think he, the Miz, went backwards a little bit with how excited I was for him last week. He kind of he went back to that like, what are we doing? But I, I just, it's another like element to this storyline. So I'm not against it yet. Not against it yet, he says, folks. Well, give it time. Yeah. I'm sure you'll be against it. And then finally, uh, at least I'm sure I'm forgetting things here and there, but there's one thing. Uh, that there, well, I'm going to say this first. Uh, there's a lot to get to, so I'm just going to get to it. So there's a huge segment here that I had to watch not one, not two, not three, but at least seven times to get at least a little bit of the detective in Nestle. Here we go. Uh, there's a segment back there where Daniel Bryan is being uh, interviewed, or at least we think, and cuts away to a promo, which is the uh, Firefly Funhouse again. But this time, everybody's favorite muscle man appears. And uh, I'm curious, as JC is probably going to let me you know, go through all my craziness on this one, uh, were you excited when that happened, when they, he started doing the muscle man dance? Uh, yeah, because the minute you said muscle man dance, guess what I started doing? The, the muscle, muscle man. man dance. Exactly. Come on. It's fun, you know? It is. So they started talking about how the muscle man, uh, sorry, that the Thanksgiving tradition was wrong and that, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on between the muscle men and the reptilians. That was what the real first Thanksgiving was about. So I don't know about that one. Yowie, wowie. Yeah, it was weird. It was weird. It was definitely odd. And so here's the part. The music starts playing. They start rapping. And here's where I get into detective mode. There's a lot of things going on. First off, the muscle men versus the, the, the uh, reptilians, excuse me. They could be snakes, which could be Randy Orton, a lot of people are saying, or it could be an American dragon, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan, which is obviously the, the newest target or the same target of The Fiend. That being said, there's also, you know, the people are talking about how you know, the reptilian people are aliens. Uh, also, I'm a big fan of finding aliens, but people are also saying it has a connection to the Illuminati. I don't believe that, but people can exaggerate as much as they want. They talk, they talk about Daniel Bryan changing, talking about changing, as we talked about more there is a transition of a goat. As I said last week on this program, I believe that the next thing is going to be the new face is a goat puppet. There's still hope out there that I'm correct. Although, uh, as we talk about the last segment later, uh, I'm sure I'm probably wrong. Yeah, and hit the wrong button on that one. I got to hit the wrong button? This isn't fair. Why do I got to do it to myself? <laughs> there, I did it fine. Whatever. This is so weird. I feel like I'm in a hostage situation. And I have, I have control of the board. Anyway, I know you're in control, but not in control. That's true. I'm never in control. Just ask my wife. Anyway, going back to this. Uh, so Bray has two shirts. I'm curious if you saw this. Uh, Bray had one shirt and the Fiend had another one that says, you can't hurt it. Did you see this? Yes. A lot of people were making comparisons to the you can't see me Cena shirts and that it could be a feud down the line. Your thoughts? I would fully enjoy that because, uh, you know, Cena's great and I'd love to see him work with some of these guys. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's just another reason to, to peddle more merchandise, but I will say it was uh, very effective and got everybody uh, talking. Then, there, the, as you watch the screen, as Daniel Bryan's watching the screen, this is very hard, by the way, for me to, to, to track all this stuff down, so bear with me, and I'm, you're going to think I'm an I'm a idiot in a, in a second, but I tried to track all this stuff down. Daniel Bryan's watching a monitor, and they, you see this thing back and forth between full screen as well as in the screen. It's hard to decipher what was going on, but it said here at the very first thing, as I go in order, it says, They are waiting. And big letters. And I'm curious what that would be. And I thought to myself, who are they? It's very, 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 very vague. 
It could be that the puppets are waiting, that everybody in the funhouse is waiting for Daniel Bryan to become part of the funhouse, which I would look forward to. Another thing that I saw that was uh, nobody, as much as I looked at all the research that I did, nobody talked about this, and I thought it was only on for, I think, half a second, and I think I might be one of the only people that actually noticed this. There was a red hooded figure on the right-hand side inside of that monitor that was on, and it just turned and looked and walked away. Did you see that, JC? Yeah, it was uh, little Abigail Riding Hood. Oh, I see what you did there. Yes, yes. I don't think it's a red hood. Maybe it could be the figure we're talking about. It. He did guarantee a new face, although there was no face with it. Uh, maybe there's something to be said. Maybe that's Daniel Bryan uh, future talking to Daniel Bryan past. It was definitely a lot of things that I was excited about because I was just thinking, oh, God, this is like crazy shit. And then, of course, there's more stuff as he's doing the muscle man dance with words behind him. It says, open the doors and see all the sheeple. Uh, it's a phrase that a lot of people like to use, sheeple. Uh, do you think that uh, he thinks that all the fireflies are sheeple, JC? Oh, absolutely. Come on. You're all a bunch of puppets. All a bunch of puppets, he says. And this is the part that I thought that was very exciting, and a lot of people were like, oh, hey, no, this has some type of correlation to Triple H, and it may, but I doubt it. Uh, as you see, there's a death certificate at some point while the muscle man was talking, and it had a death certificate of somebody by the name of Holmes. I did more research as I was looking out about some of it being redacted, and of course, it all linked to the first serial killer in America, H.H. Holmes. Now, yes, the three H's would be the man with three H's, however, a serial killer is one thing, not a cerebral assassin. Um, interestingly enough, I think that it's nice that they're drawing parallels between a, a serial killer and uh, I know Bray can't physically kill anybody, uh, but it is an interesting correlation, and uh, I don't think it has anything to do with Triple H, although the H.H. Holmes is also a con man and a trickster, which I would believe would be the same characteristics of somebody like The Fiend, which I was very much into, and uh, if you haven't seen anything about H.H. Holmes, look it up. There's also a definite, uh, I love Ghost Adventures, there's a whole thing about H.H. Holmes, and love it, love it, love it. Uh, going on... Further, there was a message behind Bray that had talked about the fourth part of the earth. A lot of people, this was a Revelation 6, uh, verse 7 and 8, and it was talking about, basically in verbatim, people are saying it's the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which it may or may not be, but this is what I took from it as I was uh, Googling or looking in my Google machine, basically saying that Bray is looking to kill the human spirit, that death is inevitable, and that hell will take your soul no matter what. Uh, that was something that I thought was very telling because I thought that there is something that he's going to do. He is going to take Daniel Bryan's soul, he is going to go out there, and he is going to continue to take souls. Although, as much as JC is going to physically roll his eyes, and I'm supposed to hit a button, I'm sure, uh, there's only one person in WWE that takes souls and digs holes, and I'm sure that there is going to be no. some type of alignment. Moving on, something that no. I know. No, no, no. Anyway, moving on to something that I don't know, and I'm leaving this up to all my other detectives if you can figure this out, because this is something that I thought was very, very uh, interesting and I could not find an answer to, was the, the word Gina, or G-I-N-A, all in different protract letter angle kind of uh, little things there behind the muscle man. I thought that it could be a number. I thought that it was 79141. Uh, I thought that that could be something. It could also mean that Gina, the name Gina, also means queen. Uh, maybe he's waiting for his queen. Uh, there's also a lot of things here and there. Uh, you know, maybe I thought there was a Gina Angle, but he already went after Angle. There's nothing with protractors. Maybe I'm looking at it a different way. People have also drawn correlations to Gina is also the nickname of maybe Liv Morgan. I thought that was kind of a, if you look at her name on Wikipedia, it is not Gina. Uh, it's kind of a stretch in my opinion, but it is interesting. Uh, so it could be Gina Circle. It could be a place. Who knows? I'm all over the goddamn place. I don't know. And then finally... Uh, there are letters that say the truth is an opiate for the masses. Uh, and I'm curious what your thoughts are, JC, because this is actually taken from Karl Marx saying that religion is the opiate of the masses and that truth is a drug that people want. Not religion, but the truth is what people want. Your thoughts? It's true. We all want the truth. And the fiend is giving us the truth. That's why we've all let him in. Or has he given us the truth? Because quite frankly, he's speaking in tongues sometimes. He's speaking like a muscle man. He's doing a fantastic rap, at least Huskis did. And so there's so much out there that I think is more questions than answers. So is he really giving us the truth or is he just lying to us? That's what I think. What do you think? Sometimes a lie is the truth. I don't think that's true at all, but that's fine. That's fine. There's a lot There's a lot that I had to go through. There's a lot that I'm missing. But again, the last segment was the most telling, as uh, Daniel Bryan was basically saying that he wanted the Yes Movement back, and, of course, the, the Fiend ended up showing up 
and making a big deal about everything. But here's something that's a correlation, too, is he t they kept talking about this all night. They made a big deal about Finn Balor changing after he had been interested in, in fighting the Fiend. And then Seth Rollins uh, escaped the first, but then lost the second against the Fiend. And they're changing to a heelish persona. Do you think... JC, that after Daniel Bryan's run-in the second time around with The Fiend, that he will also change. Maybe he will hurt or heal and change into a more heelish character than ever before. So the weird thing about Bryan is he's the first one, because obviously Finn had been a milky white good guy for a good, long time. Seth has been a good guy for a really long time. Daniel Bryan's been a heel, but then all of a sudden with this feud, he's kind of slipped back to being a good guy. So he's kind of the first one that we see, like, Will he just go back to that, or is he different? So I'm very fascinated by what they do with this. I think they're starting to do enough with this feud to make it deserve a second match. I wasn't so sure after the last pay-per-view, but I don't know. I'm interested now a little bit just to see how they do treat it, because obviously he's fully embraced the yes again, and the feud is loving that. So he's getting what he wants at the same time. That's what's weird about it. It is very weird. However, I will say uh, the last seconds of this segment really put something in my brain which was they're ripping out Daniel Bryan's hair. And a lot of people thought yeah. that there was a different Bray Wyatt underneath that. I'm sorry to tell you guys, there was no different Bray Wyatt. I mean, Bray Wyatt has eyelashes just like everybody else. They thought that people, you think I'm nuts. People were saying this was a different Bray Wyatt than the one that was on the screen, which again, I doubt it. You look at the tattoos, folks. It's the same guy. Uh, but they ripped off Daniel Bryan's, he ripped off Daniel Bryan's uh, hair, it looked like, and uh, maybe Daniel Bryan will go back to his uh, bald head look, which uh, I didn't mind. And uh, I, maybe I'm going to go with the extra mile and say that maybe he's going to make a puppet out of Daniel Bryan's hair. Uh, that would be awesome. <laughs> uh, that wouldn't be too far far fetched for somebody like The Fiend, but I think it would be interesting to see in the fun house. Uh, but I am interested, and it's got me hooked for next week. What about you? Uh, I think for the most part. Uh, are we going to talk about that uh, the title now, or are we saving that for later? You go right ahead, and you like, you do whatever you got to do, girl. Um, I don't know. I don't like it. I think it's silly. Is it $6,500 worth? Pretty? Oh, hell no. I wouldn't pay $10 for that thing. It's made by Tom Savini and his and his uh, his group, but I, I just there's something about that that seems like a complete ripoff, although I have a theory that in interestingly enough, and I think you're gonna think I'm an idiot, which is fine. Uh, but well, yeah, I know, I know. But here's here's let me just say this: maybe, just maybe, they want the fiend to actually be a heel because let's face it, the fiend is not gonna lose that championship till probably WrestleMania. So here's my thought process, right? In order to, I'm calling my shot now, obviously. In order to have what I assume what the match would be, Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt the Fiend at WrestleMania, which I'm sure will be really, really good, they need to have Bray Wyatt get booed. And you know what's going to make me hate Bray Wyatt a little bit? Asking for a $6,500 belt for a replica that has to be made. That's going to make me start hating him and make me go, you know what? I don't really know if I want this guy. They're planting a seed to be hated now so that you have to cheer for Roman later. That's my thought. Your thought on that or am I an idiot? Um, well, yeah, you are an idiot. But um, I think this is the first feud where, yes, he's kind of been more of that heel because people are cheering for Daniel Bryan. But if it's Roman Bray at Mania, he's not. He's going to get cheered and Roman's going to get booed. Like that's The only shot you would have is if it's a Braun feud and they do it right. Like, it has to be done right. Because the, the Roman, it's just like there's a stink there that's never going away, no matter what. And it's, that will not work. You, so you're going to tell me that Braun Strowman, I'm going to hit the button, <laughs> is going to face the other button. Yowie, wowie. I don't have a Mania button, but we should probably put one in here for Mania season. You know, this is WrestleMania. Or something stupid that Michael Cole has said. The granddaddy of them all. You know, all that bullshit. So you, you really I'll think... I'll find out. I'll come up with a song by then. You think... Yeah, oh, 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 WrestleMania. <laughs> or Strowmania. We should just we should just change it out. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what happens. But again, this is the only thing that I was really excited about. I'm not necessarily excited about the belt. However, I do believe that there is... Um, a positive in all of this negative wrestling BS. So this is this is the uh, the light at the end of the tunnel, the shine of the shine, in my opinion. Anything else that you were shine worthy uh, thinking? On um, SmackDown, or are we going to Raw? You can do whatever you want, Puddin. I mean, I kind of the Reigns Corbin stuff wasn't really shine or heat for me. Um, Reigns obviously sending Root out was good physicality, but I don't know. It didn't do anything for me either way. But I don't think it's actually heat, so that's why I thought I'd bring it up now. That's really it on SmackDown. 
yeah, there's not a lot here that I was super excited about in terms of uh, a lot of good stuff. In terms of you know, just there's so much on here that it was more Firefly Funhouse than anything. Fly or fly that. Yeah. This for the backcrack. Yeah, it right. was. It was a. It was a big week for that to move that forward. Uh, meanwhile, on Raw. Oh. Um. Oh boy. Um. This will be quick. So Raw happened. So there are little pieces. The one thing that I there was one segment that I actually did enjoy. It was part of a weather segment. It became another segment that was a waste of time. But um, I wasn't sure what they were doing with McIntyre calling out Orton. It was a little weird, and it took a long time. But I thought Randy Orton was a rock star in this segment. Just like with – didn't have to say a word. You could tell exactly what he was thinking, like his arrogance coming off. And obviously then OC and AJ come out and uh, whine. I enjoyed that portion of it. Um Everything in between and on the ends, like 205 Live running out to the rescue, like, I don't know, man. It was odd to me that they had Mac versus Tozawa. I thought that it was fine, but, you know, and, and again, I was going to hit the jobber alert. There were a couple of, this is the theme that I thought of, uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about it in the heat, but there were a lot of things that that that, that uh, Raw didn't do well, and that was one of them, but I was impressed that the Mac did call out Orton. It was odd to me how many commercial breaks, it felt like there were so many like yep. it, it, right out of the gate. Like I know that a normal television, uh, you know, sitcom or drama will most likely have eight to nine minutes and then they do something else. They go to the next thing. Even the, the TV that we work on that uh, they'd have eight to set, you know, eight to 10 minutes and then they'd go to another commercial break. But there, these ones were just like, they seem like so fast and furious and that they were so disjointed by having, I'm going to call you out. Well, I'll see you after the commercial break or, you know, Lana and whatever walking to the ring. I guess we got to wait till after the commercial break. So it was just odd to me that this was happening, but I was excited to see Randy Orton versus the Mac. I thought that they were at least of stature in the same way. And maybe, uh, as he did say, I'm I'm the new, you're the old, and all that stuff I can get behind. Although, you and I, uh, a couple weeks ago, I think we were very excited about a potential Ricochet-Randy Orton feud. Yep. And this seemed to be dropped all completely. Yeah, it's well, so it's with Brock gone, there's like no top of the card and you obviously have Rusev and Lashley doing their thing which we're not going to talk about now obviously but besides that it seems like everyone's just all around this US title so now Ray's holding the title that's at top of the card and so everyone wants it so I don't mind it but yeah it's like Orton's kind of gone this change where he's more of like the baby now but he's still Randy Orton so Ricochet's like saving him I don't know I just I have a feeling like it they're just getting ready for rumble season where everyone's just kind of in everyone's business, which I'm okay with, but it is weird because that like, that was a cool little thing, but now it's like literally like Orton is shooting with AJ Orton is shooting with McIntyre Orton is shooting with Ricochet. Like everyone wants a piece of Randy. So, I mean, they're not wrong. I mean, obviously everybody wants a piece of Randy, but at the same time, what the fuck, right? Like it just doesn't make any sense to me. And I'm trying not to get negative. This is the shine. Uh, There's not a lot to talk about. I will say very quickly, as we move on, I thought Samoa Joe yes. fucking was amazing. It was amazing to listen to. And he was the only thing that I thought throughout three hours of Raw that I was going, wow, he's really good. Really good at his job. You ready for this? Yes. Because you know what I say about Samoa Joe? Yes. I would be fine if he was a full-time commentator and didn't wrestle anymore. Wow. I, I'd be fine with that. And that's nothing against him or anything, but it's just like I think he's so good at this. He's clearly what they need on that show. I mean, we've seen it featured on backstage the last couple of weeks, but like he on commentary is like what we needed. Like when, when I when I was like hoped for CM Punk that to be his role, Samoa Joe was filling it. I just couldn't get over how good he was, and I think no, it's funny that like I think I saw a bunch of tweets saying I guess nobody cares or misses Dio, but that's okay. Uh, but it is interesting to I, I wish they they tried to make Jerry Lawler Jerry Lawler of old, and it's getting real old for me. Get rid of him. Uh, you know, he's he's not necessary. I think Vic does a fine job. It's just there's so much going on here that I just – every time I hear Joe talk, I'm excited. Every time I hear the other two, I'm like, eh, I could do without. I wish I could watch everything on mute. But I'm going to hit the the heat button unless you have any uh, problem with that. Hit it. There it is. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. Whew. Okay, so where to start on this puppy? I have to say there is a, pretty much the entire episode of Raw, in my opinion, it will go into the heat. I don't know if you want to start on SmackDown to get that out of the way. Whatever nope. you prefer. Start start right from the top with Apology Boy and oh, I, like I just I'm just gonna say this as a blanket statement. Lana fucking sucks. Everything she touched turned to shit. Like I enjoyed the AOP KO Seth Rollins part of this, but involving Lana made everything heat. Yeah. 
there, you know, it, it's odd to me because I know that Kevin Owens is trying to make the best out of whatever he had. Uh, it was just odd to me that they had, they're trying to plant the seeds, whether Seth Rollins is with AOP or not. They're trying to do all sorts of stuff here, which I appreciate and I can get behind. Uh, but when Lana came out, I was, I have to listen for the podcast, but I was looking at my wife going, I just, I don't. It's insufferable. Want, yeah, I just don't want to. And like, yes, I get that people want her on television for obvious reasons, but there's just that she screwed up like six times and thing. And I know that they're probably going to say, oh, that's how she gets heat. That's how she gets heat, whatever. But again, like we do this entire thing, like KO wants a fight and then it ends on a schmaz anyway with the AOP and just a lot of it comes out. And of course they keep after that, they have a promo after uh, they go to commercial break where Rusev, you know, attacks Lashley in a promo, but then the cops don't do anything, and then they arrest Lana and, and Lashley, and it just, the whole thing seemed like the the cops didn't want to be there, Rusev didn't want to be there, it just felt like everybody was suffering throughout this 40 minutes, it seems like, that started off the show. What are your thoughts? Yeah, that's the problem. Is there, was, there was a lot in there, and like, I don't mind them with intertwining some of the storylines, but like, it's just... Like, Lana is so bad right now. This Lashley-Rusev angle just isn't working. It's like, we just need them to fight and get it over with because it's just now seeping into, like, AOP, Seth Rollins, KO, like, is interesting because it's a new development. We don't know what's going on. Like, uh, like it's it's interesting. And then it's just, like, being mixed with this, it's like, I need it, Nestlemania. I need you to tell me what Lana should do. You need to tell me that I get to pick a button right now? No, 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 no. I need you to say it. I need you to tell her to go somewhere off of something else. <clears throat> Having pr- dust this just now. <clears throat> Lana, get her off my TV. Get her off my TV. Get her off my TV. There you go. I needed that. That felt good. Needed that. That felt good. <laughs> Haven't done that in a while. Should I know. It more. It's only it's only in extreme uh, extreme uh, circumstances. But uh, you know, it, I appreciate that they tried to thread the needle throughout the night of uh, Raw, but there was just so much crap like. I, uh, there were, I will say this much, is now that we're in the heat, there were not jobber matches, but there were competitive one-sided matches. Uh, they lasted longer than three minutes. So, I mean, the Mac versus Tozawa, and, and King was the worst of all. He crapped all over Tozawa saying he is impersonating a, an opponent, which I thought was so bad for anybody to say at this particular point. No, I know they're going to say he's a heel or whatever, but good Lord, was that terrible. Yeah, he... He's got to go too because it's just it's, it's taken away so much from it. I would like to see them next week just try Vic and Joe, and then maybe if they want to add Dio back in the mix after that. But like the Kane, it's just his style doesn't work anymore. And like you said, he's not helping build these people. Yeah, I think he's just waiting to write jokes and then and use them for certain timing. And it's just uh, whatever, it's fine. Uh, you know, the other thing that I wanted to get to was like the other the other non jobber jobbery matches because I'm not going to hit the button because they're actual jobbers and we reserve the right to hit the jobber alert button for jobber alerts. Uh, you know, Alistair Black taking on abs of Tony Nese, which I'm not a big fan of Tony Nese, but it was definitely, again, one-sided. And I will say, as much as I am a, a Black uh, fan, I will say that uh, this was kind of sloppy. I did appreciate that Buddy's, you know, back there cutting a, pl- a promo, but he flubbed as well. It just seemed like this entire night was the drizzling shits from beginning to end and it was diarrhea for three hours. Yep. I couldn't, I couldn't enjoy it. And then, of course, you know, your boy No Way Jose takes on Eric Rowan. What's in the box? Eh, again, it is what <laughs> it is. I'm still enjoying that stuff. It, it is, I get a conga line, and then I get a what's in the box. So uh, that didn't bother me. It, it should bother you. You know what? It's interesting to me. There's nah. a there's a cage, JC. There's a cage when they film it, but it looks like that whole thing is a piece of wood when they go out there so nobody can actually see anything. That's what I'm saying, the detective oh. anyway. That uh, makes sense. I mean, it's I'm I'm still excited to see what the reveal is. I'm sure it'll underwhelm, but you know what? That's the great thing about reveals. You get the lead up. Yeah, I got to say right now that if it's not taxidermy like you predicted, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> I'm going to be that, that is like the perfect thing for him to do. It really is. It would be good. Yeah. It's, it, it 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 makes everything better. It makes everything fucking better. But yeah, there's just there's so much about this program that I watched last night that I was just going. I mean, even like I didn't, I was. This is a potential comeback for me. Eric Young from Nashville, in Nashville, taking on CN. It was a competitive match. I was excited they popped for Eric Young, but again, like it was great to see him. But again, it's just back to more jobber well, matches so, that don't matter. Uh, the issue I had with this is, I obviously I was fine with the match. I thought it was good. Whatever. It was showcasing Andrade. What did they do as Andrade was celebrating his win? They brought out the freaking jobber title and had a stupid freaking NASCAR loser win it. 
Like I just <sighs> test my patience. It literally tests my patience of why am I doing this to myself? Well, Kyle Bush puts butts in the seats, apparently, or at least he takes the he thousand sucks. left turns. They all suck. They turn left for a living. <laughs> I wonder if he can go right. Like, you know, when Zoolander, when Zoolander says, I don't know, you know right. what happens? You know what happens when you go right? You blow up. You Boom. blow up. You go into a wall, which is what that segment did. Uh, there's, yep. I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to save this, but there's just so much crap on this show that I was just not excited about. I mean, what was the main event? I don't want to talk about it. What was the main event? Don't want to talk about Adam. it. Adam. It, it, who the fuck is Adam J? I'm going to call you J. That way I can't get <laughs> J? just J. Like the letter J I from MIB. I of that because I'll be confused. So. JC. You know what it was? You know what it was? Hold on and lay out because this is what my thought process was. No, God, please, no. 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 No, 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 no. That's what it was. It was me yelling at my screen. It was it was evident halfway through the program, folks. And it just kept fucking going. So I've wanted to bring this up for a while because obviously you're a big fan of the OC. But you know what the problem is with having a group like the OC? You're going to get six-man tag matches constantly. So I don't know. Are you turning on your boys? Uh, JC, I can officially tell you right now, I was going to save this uh, as a big reveal. Because uh, I wanted to be uh, present in your mind and in your hearts and, and look into your faces. I said this directly to your face. Uh, after last night, I have officially, officially given up my OC club card. Holy shit. It's over. Wow. I don't want to. I kind of wish I was there to see this. Yes. I, I, there was something about last night that I just said, I'm done. I, I cannot in good conscience sit here and, 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 and watch Six-man tag after six-man tag. It's hypocritical. And honestly, I don't care how much face paint Luke Gallo puts on his head. I don't care how many abs Carl has. I don't care how much AJ Styles whips his hair around and has great matches. I don't care about the OC. I don't care about six-man tags. I am officially giving up my club card. I am done with this. I am. I, I think last night was my final straw. I can't defend this. I, I can't. Wow. Yeah. I am in shock. You no longer are a fan of the best tag team in the world. Don't do that to me. You're, you're, you're goading me into another argument, and, and you know that, that I don't like that. I, how does winning a trophy make somebody the best in anything? It doesn't. Ash McMahon, he was the worst in the world, and he got a trophy for it. Well, your boy Ray Ray is sitting there going, well, technically he's still hey. the best in the world. Ray Ray and I have a lot of solidarity, but that is one thing where we uh, couldn't be further apart. But you know what? I am curious about one thing. Shimmy, shimmy, yeah! You told me he was dead. You said he was done. Uh, Dirt Sheet said Vince was throwing water on him. He gets new entrance music. He's in the main event. What a stud. The OC's in the main event, too, but that's only because AJ Styles well, is there. Well, because someone had to lose to Shimmy. He didn't get the pin. I don't even remember what happened. Yeah, exactly, because six-man tags don't matter. I just know that Orton RKO'd AJ again, which is great. Yes, that means AJ probably won. AJ like did Ricochet. win. He beat Ricochet he the, with a Styles Clash off the second rope. I could watch that every week, but I, I could do it in one-on-one instead of three-on-three. The whole night was worthless, in my opinion. Just worthless. There was nothing, like, the only thing that I cared about and I and begrudgingly cared about is I hit the laugh button. <laughs> Something going on with my... Uh, there's a lot going on in terms of all this shit, but God damn it, was it just bad? Like, there's so much that uh, didn't work. And I, I was gonna say I was gonna hit the Rollins button, but there's that's the only thing. The like KO and Rollins and AOP was the only thing that really went somewhere that I was interested in, and uh, that, that's pretty much it. I mean, the Viking Raiders, we'll, we'll talk about. I guess I hit the button. What's up, jobbers? Jobber alert. There is that. They had a jobber alert against uh, Mark Smart Mark Sterling and the, the Mitchell Lions, and that was fun. Um, that was another match. You know, they've won the tag titles, and they can't beat anybody in their actual division because there is no division. <laughs> uh, well, is... they, no, they, they nestled. They have the best tag team in the world in their division. Oh, God, don't do not do this to me anymore. It's just, you're parading out. You're pointing out that Nestle is wrong every single week anyway. I think this is just me finally curling up into a ball and saying, yes, the OC is dead. The OC is dead. Well, All right. I'll try to brighten your mode then. How about a two-on-one handicap match where one person took your tag team champions to the limit? You know, <sighs> at least they won because I thought for sure by the end of it, I'm like, they're going to lose this, aren't they? 
there was something about this entire match, and and, and I, I know you're going to find some positive in it because I'm sure you can, but I was watching this going, this looks so sloppy. They look like it wasn't not, good. They weren't looking like they were working together, and when the parts they were working together looked too choreographed, it looked like the, she couldn't talk to them properly, and it just felt like there was like so mis so much communication miscommunication rather, uh, so much slop jalop as we would talk about. There's so many missed moves, botch moves, everything about it just seemed ridiculous, and of course, like all of that, it was 20 minutes, and it was like I was thinking to myself, one person. Now I I granted she's the top of the mountain, and that's fine. But one person can take two, the tag team champions, by the way, two women at the top of their game to the limit, at least 20 minutes, and then lose. Which I, I it just, it bothered me so much because it was just, the whole thing from top to bottom probably was a good idea. And I know they're probably keeping off, you know, keeping Becky off television and trying to make this whole big reveal being like, the women's tag titles are going to be on the line in a TLC match, which is fine. But I just don't care about Charlotte. I don't care about the Kabuki Warriors going after them. I would much prefer Asuka going after Becky and that being a TLC match. And I would prefer that more than anything. I just, it's weird to me because remember they were doing the Charlotte Natty thing and they just replaced Natty with Becky. But now they just took away both of them. It's just, it's, I don't know. It makes no sense right now. It's weak. It's garbage. And it's right in line with the rest of Raw. Yeah, there's a lot of garbage. I think we've hit everything on Raw, unless I've missed something that you want to talk about. Yeah, what'd you hate on SmackDown? Well, there wasn't a lot to hate, per se, on SmackDown. It was just a more of a... Um, it was nothing. It was, I think this was the weakest episode since the split. Because it wasn't, like you said, it wasn't bad, but it, like I wasn't watching it. I wasn't like really super into anything. Like, I mean, it was... The, obviously, the New Day was doing a challenge, so a lot of it was about that, and they did knocking Cesaro with that. Sami Zayn, by the way... Um, he's pretty much Kyrie Irving. He, cause he kind of just said fuck Thanksgiving and he doesn't like shopping. So he hates everyone and everything. How can you compare Sami Zayn to Kyrie Irving? Cause they're both assholes who are so full of themselves. I guess you're right. I don't know. I am right. <laughs> I, I just, I, I, you know, again, yeah, I, there was a lot of stuff going on here that I was just like, ah, this seems like terrible. The, the one thing that I thought was most egregious, and I'm going to hit her button, and I know you're going to be mad that I put her in, in, the, in the heat because she's not supposed to be there. She was always in the shine already. So I know, I but know I got to hit the button. Because, and I'm only saying because, because they went back to Mandy making fun of Nikki again for the 14th yeah, fucking time. And I was just, it wasn't, it's, it, again, it's not their fault. And uh, whatever, it's just, it feels like we've already done this before, slash, are we really at a point where this is what we do, you know, and and I will say our boy Ray Ray uh, put in the thread, uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, exclusive with uh, Bliss and, and Nikki, uh, but there was, um, she she just looked at Kathy Kelly or, or whoever was interviewing her and goes, I'm a sex pot, and I just started dying. <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what they're talking about, I'm a sex pot, and I just went... God damn it, this woman needs to say this shit on television, because that was great. Yeah. Yep. Other than that, uh, let's see. I think, like I said, pretty much everything else we've already talked about. Uh, Ali versus Gulak, I'm not going to hit the jobber button, because quite frankly, it is what it is. I think Sonya was kind of a jobber too, but again, I have too much respect for her, so I'm not going to hit the jobber button. Uh, we kind of talked about the Roman Reigns rune stuff, but I wasn't necessarily interested about that either. But there, yeah, like it just seemed like a nothing SmackDown in my opinion, in, in a lot of ways. So, I think that's pretty. I'm much, ready to get hopeful. You ready to get hopeful? I'm gonna hit that button in three, two, one. Glorious. You're my only hope. All right, JC, hit us with that hope. All right, so you know it's been a tough week, and a lot of it's centered around Lana, Rusev, and Lashley. And there's one person of those three that you know I love, and that we all love, and that's Rusev, because it's always Rusev Day every day, and this at some point thankfully will end and then rusev will hopefully be on to bigger and much better things so the royal rumble is probably the next time we'll see brock lesnar and he'll need an opponent so what better man than the bulgarian brute rusev to challenge for the universal title i would love him to win but with wrestlemania around the corner i'd put that in doubtful but I look back at that Brock Lesnar-Finn Balor match and how much I enjoyed that short feud, how much I enjoyed that match. I think these two could do a similar thing, and I'd be okay with it because I think it would be better for Rusev in the long run. So that's my hope. Very simple. Rusev challenges Brock for the universal title at the Rumble. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC tells true. That's all I got. 
That was very succinct as usual. Very nicely done. Uh, I don't disagree with it, although uh, I feel like another little guy. Like, they'll just pick, they'll, they'll just pluck, like, Cedric Alexander or something. It'll be weird. Alberto Carrillo? If, if, if shimmy, shimmy, yeah. <laughs> Headlines, a Royal Rumble. Again, you know what I would rather see? Here's my hope. I'll put my hope right here, right now. My hope, here's my hope. Piggybacking off of JC's hope, instead of Rusev, which is probably what it would most likely happen, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that shimmy, shimmy, yeah, will be nowhere near Brock Lesnar for the foreseeable future. And my pick for the Royal Rumble against Brock Lesnar is pew, 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 Ricochet Ooh. because he likes little guys. And there seems to be a theme lately where he gets the most out of the little guys, makes you believe the little guys will win. And it's the same song and dance, but he's so he comes back, he leaves, he's a workhorse for like a, a month, then leaves for two, comes back to work again. It's all sorts of stuff. Ricochet, as long as he, well, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe Ricochet has to talk, but maybe we can figure something else out about that. <laughs> but Ricochet versus uh, Brock Lesnar at the Rumble, I buy it, and I think that that'd be pretty cool. I think that people would get boned up for, oh my god, Ricochet could possibly win. Oh my god, Ricochet could possibly win. And I think that Ricochet has enough stock in him that people would believe him going up against Brock Lesnar, being the underdog, being a superhero. I think Paul Heyman could be the minutia that pulls this whole, you're a superhero. You think you ha you're going to have to have a superhero-like, you know, outing against my beast, you know, and all that stuff. So I think that that's definitely a uh, biblical kind of thing that could happen. And uh, I would love to see that. I think that that would be, uh, again, we, we usually say that the Rumble championship matches are usually throwaways anyway, and they kind of go a little off their rocker for who they pick for the challenger. So I would, I would say that I could see that. You ready for a stat from JC? Oh, no. A ricochet stat? Ricochet, the most wins on Raw in 2019. So what better man? challenge on the first pay-per-view of 2020 what a statistician the jc is folks can you believe that well He's... ricochet just retweets it all the time so that's the only reason i know oh okay well he probably <laughs> very, wants very to... humble about it yeah exactly humble is definitely not in his but uh, the vocabulary as hey, i can barely if, speak right now if you were him you wouldn't be humble either humble i'd be humble uh, all right whatever anyway i think it is now time to hit that comeback button don't call it a comeback it's a lot different when you're not across from me and I can see you dancing. It's weird. The glitter, glitz, glamour, Alexa Bliss is back. And as you know, she's the best. So what better person to get my comeback? She came to the aid of her friend, had to fiend off the great competitors of Mandy and Sonya to even the odds. Oh, Jesus. So it's good to have her back. That's all I got to say. I, I look. I popped. I thought it was great. I, she has she has the great theme song that everybody gets excited for, and uh, she came in like a house of fire. And uh, I wish Sonya and Mandy fed a little bit better for her, but that's fine. It is what it is. Um, but I am curious. Uh, do you think that they're going to stay a tag team? Do you think that Bliss will turn on Nikki? What do you think is going to happen there? I think they're going to keep them together for a while. Um, they they're a pairing that did way better than I expected, um, and I I wouldn't suspect them splitting up anytime soon. My comeback this week goes to Dave Batista. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, although he is he's, he is shooting his shot with uh, Dana. I am not your enemy, Brooke. And uh, I, I, that's not my comeback, but I just it, it, it kind of feeds into what I was going to talk about. So basically, uh, there's Maverick hitting on Dan uh, Daniel Maverick hitting on Dana in the background, and all I could think about was one Drake Maverick is married. What are you doing, you loser, you creep? Secondly, that's Dave Batista's territory. And if anybody knows anything about anything about Dave Batista, there is one question that everybody wants answered. And it's in every shoot video. It's in every Pritchett podcast. It's on every question you could ever ask in your life. And Dana Brooke, as a detective, you may actually get to the end of this question. How big is Batista's dick? And you might figure that out or you may not tell anybody. However... Getting back to what my comeback is this week, my comeback goes to a man that finally broke this crap up, and it is Elias. I don't necessarily know exactly where we're going with this man. He was far enough away where I don't know if he had an injury or whatever, or maybe he just needed to be put on the back burner. But there was something about it where I went, okay, like, this to me was at least some type of variety, and I'm excited that maybe he can start beating up, you know, he's somebody that I wouldn't mind having jobber matches, maybe reestablish him a little bit more. Get him in that, you know, Intercontinental Championship pitcher, I guess, against, you know, certain people. I'm okay with that. And so uh, there were a lot of people that I could have given my comeback to, although there is, uh, you know, 
he were there. I think Elias has an interesting road ahead of him, and I will be excited to see what happens. I'm sure you check back next week with me, and I'll probably lie to you and tell you that I don't give a shit about him. So that's my comeback for this week, but I'm excited Elias is back on my television. I'm going. Well, you know why I think your comeback sucks? Why? Because what was Elias doing? He was being a good guy. Elias is a good guy I have zero interest in. He is a heel that cuts promos on the crowd and everyone else. So for me, do not like bad comeback. What would he, who, who, who should, <laughs> should I have given my comeback to Dave Batista then? Uh, you, you could have given it to Dana Brooke because she's the one coming out like a star in this. Everyone knows birthday. who she is now. It was her birthday, by the way, JC, since you've dropped the birthday ball for the last like hundred episodes. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, you haven't dusted that chestnut off. That's fine. It's fine. Whatever. I think it's now time to hit the big finish. Oh, wow! What a maneuver! <laughs> so, look, there's a lot to talk about here. I mean, we're, we're headed to TLC. I think they said that Roman Reigns and uh, Corbin will be in a tables match. I saw that on the internet, so it's got to be true. Um, Interesting. That's a good way for Corbin to win. I like that. Yes. Uh, there is a. I assume the TLC match will be the women's tag team championships in the main event. Um, I really hope nobody gets the dreaded chairs match. Although that seems more like it's going to be uh, <laughs> probably going to be Rusev and, and Lashley. Although they said it's also a last man standing match, which I thought was also odd. Um, you know what? You know what I want? I want Eric Rowan in a stairs match. The man does it one time, and you think it's his specialty. Tables, ladders, chairs, and stairs. The stupidest match of all time. Was that against Big Show? It was against Big Show, yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Never forget. People don't forget. That should be a button. Mm-hmm. I, there's so much that I, I, I don't care, and I think they don't care. I think if, I, if I'm looking at my calendar as I look over my shoulder, yeah, we are less than 12 days away from a TLC pay-per-view that has, I don't know, maybe five, six matches. Maybe. Is it really? What date is it? It's is the, it the 15th, 15th of December, yep. Holy crap. Wow. We haven't, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's, I think it's, I, I mean, let me look it up, but I'm pretty sure that it is. Yeah, that's, a, that is, that means we have uh, one more Raw before TLC. Yeah. I, that's pathetic. I mean, unless they put Lana on a pole or handcuffs on a pole match. Yeah, the, the December 15th is what it is. So. Wow. Yeah, there's well, a that'll lot. be a nice long break for the Rumble at least. Yeah, I think that's what they do every year, but it's just, I don't know, like, uh, I feel like it is Christmas time. Maybe people don't care, but ugh, ugh, ugh. Yeah, not great, Bob. Not great, Bob, indeed. So look. Well, I, you know what? Let's talk about Wednesday nights because that is much more interesting. This garbage. Um, for the second straight week, NXT won the ratings battle. I think NXT had the much better show. I don't know about you, but I think this was the worst episode of AEW television yet. Yeah, I. I can't disagree with you on that. I, there was a lot that I was hoping to disagree with you on, but they kind of made a big deal about Scorpio Sky, and then he job, then he didn't job out. It was a twelve minute match, and then of course they were like, he tapped out. Okay, and then John Moxley appears, and then that's it. And it was just okay. Like Moxley's his really, you know, big threat, and Scorpio Sky was the way for him to sharpen his claws. It just didn't sit well with me because I'm a Scorpio Sky guy. Uh, I am interested in. Well, we all know once you sunk your claws into him, he was screwed. Um, but the main question I have out of all this is, is Moxley going to be the one to dethrone Jericho? Because I think, I mean, I'm about ready for it to happen because I cannot watch this man wrestle anymore. It's bad. I mean, I think that there's only one person that they could feasibly give the belt to, and that'd be Moxley, because I don't see anybody else holding on to that championship, especially here's where I'm interested in it, I will say, AEW-wise. I think if Moxley wins, Jericho will get upset and then he can go back into the inner circle bullshit. And then the inner circle will probably fight the elite in some type of crazy ass, you know, five on five or four on four kind of match beyond yep. that they keep teasing. So I'm okay with it. I'm all right with it. I, I, I don't necessarily know how it is. I think that they're still trying to figure it out. I mean, they're only like what, 10 weeks into this thing. It seems like, so I don't know. Yeah, no, it is. And that's why for me, it's like, I thought they've done such had such great shows, but last week's was, as you say, such a popcorn fart. I just couldn't get into it. And I thought that X team was much better. Um, my main takeaway from that show, though, was I assumed we were just getting Champion and Cole, but it appears Balor is in this as well, and we might be having a triple threat on our hands. I think the triple threat is an, an easy way to get the belt off of uh, 
Cole, because I do believe that Cole is probably going to end up having to do something different, it seems. He's done a great job, and I think he did say that the, you know, that the, what was it, the year of the Undisputed Era was 2019, so I can foresee Finn Balor or, or Champa taking that championship away from him because, um... I don't know. There's something about Finn Balor right now that, uh, as you like to say, triple threat matches are for ways to get, you know, another heel a championship sometimes if there's another heel in the match. So I'd be curious to see what happens. Yeah, very valid. Um, do you have any other takeaways from those shows or should I socialize? You can socialize the goddamn pod. All right. This uh, podcast is available on iTunes, Anchor, Google Play, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, and YouTube, so like, subscribe, dom- uh, download, Jesus. Five stars, don't dominate us, just download us. Five stars, five flames, you know what to do. We appreciate it. Where's the review? It's the holiday season. Uh, Jobberknocker.com, that's our website. We can find all those links, but also all our great articles. We put out weekly content, uh, NXT, NXT UK, AEW, and NWA Power, all available weekly, as well as other content on the reg. Our boy DQ holding it down on the site, making it super hot by us, all of you. Uh, pro wrestling tees. It's also the holiday season. Give people the gift of the knocker. Uh, Jobber knocker. Super hot fire. Monday night rerun. All available on pro wrestling tees. Uh, Twitter at Jobber knocker. At uh, JC of the JK. At DQ of the JK. At Ray of the JK. At the twenty four eleven. At Joe Pollock forty seven. At TJ of the JK. At the real deal. B Cox. At only Aaron Turner. Um, Facebook Jobber knocker. Instagram Jobber knocker. We are everywhere. You want to be on social media. You bastard. What I do? I didn't forget anyone, did I? Yeah, you did. Again. Oh, I did? Who? At Nestlemania. That isn't a real account. I can't see it. If you were friends with me, you can see it. Mm, I'm pretty sure that that account might have been deleted. Wait, so... did you unfollow me? That's why you... You son of a bitch. No, you I did not. Me. I, no, I didn't. I did not unfollow you. It just... You got deleted. No, you muted me, didn't you? You muted me. Uh, I mean, I... If people haven't done that, I would recommend muting that troll account um, because, you know, no one wants that. I, 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 you know, I'm glad that you're not here right now because I probably throw my water in your face if you muted me. If I find out you, I'm telling you right now, JC, if I find out you muted me, I'm not going to be happy. You might be doing. I mean, I I have to deal with all your bad takes on the, the main account, so I can't go double trouble here. You you might be doing the Knocker Awards with somebody else if you keep this up. Uh, I got to get on that shit. I have not organized anything of that yet. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Hey, guys, uh, for all you out there, if you have any uh, ideas for new categories or things that you think should be nominated for past categories, feel free to tweet at us. I'll certainly take the crowdsourcing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So there you go. JC looking for help. On that note, we thank you for listening to The Jobber Knocker, and we will be back next week with more jobber knockery mandy